1340, Katie, on the station, you can count on. Welcome to the Sports Wrap on a Monday morning. Kind of a emotional 24 hours when it comes to Minnesota Vikings sports. The Vikings never win games like this. <laughs> and the Vikings probably shouldn't have won the game yesterday, but they did. 28-27. They improved to 5-6. and six. Got the, uh, the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars who have lost 10 straight games next Sunday. The optimist in me says that's a Vikings loss. <laughs> uh, what's wrong with us Minnesota sports fans, including Paul Allen, who made a pretty interesting comment during the Vikings radio broadcast yesterday. We'll talk about some Vikings football where we kept the other NFL scores. Second half of the sports wrap, we're giving Mike Grimm a call. The voice of the Golden Gopher football and basketball team had a bit of a change of plans on Saturday with the, the Badgers-Gophers game being canceled at Camp Randall. Instead, he did basketball. We'll get uh, his his take on what this Gopher men's basketball team looks like. But first, let's rewind the last 24 hours in sports, beginning with those Minnesota Vikings. Rewind time. Joey Sly, kicker for the Carolina Panthers, is one of five this year from 50 and beyond. He had eight makes from 50 and beyond last year, most in the NFL and a Carolina Panthers record. His career-long 56 last week against the Kitties. Joey Sly to the east side of U.S. Bank Stadium from 54 to finish the game. Snap, down, spot, kick, Sly! Yes, he missed it! To the left, and the Minnesota Vikings have come back and beaten a sloppy Carolina Panthers team. A second to go in the game, but the Vikings are going to win 28-27. Yeah, sloppy, kind of an understatement there as Joey Sly misses a 54-yard field goal. Six seconds left, the Vikings beat the Panthers 28-27. Kirk Cousins throws for 307 yards, three touchdowns in the win as the Vikings now improve to 5 and six, B.C. Johnson, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Rudolph, and Chad Beebe each had seven catches for the Vikings in the win. Two to those touchdowns to Justin Jefferson, one touchdown to Chad Beebe. More on that in a second. Head coach of the Vikings, Mike Zimmer, talks about the win yesterday. Obviously very pleased to win today. Uh, fought really hard. You know, we made some mistakes. You know, the two turnovers for touchdowns uh, right in the third quarter was, was not a good thing. Yeah, here's, uh, here's one of those touchdowns. Sir- third down Trey Boston the single high safety about 20 yards maybe 18 from the line of scrimmage empty backfield Cousins hit and sacked and thrown down and the ball bounced out and the Carolina Panthers have their first defensive touchdown of the season it's that outstanding rookie Jeremy Chin who got into the end zone and Carolina's taken a 13-10 lead the Vikings' next offensive play, a little deja vu. The Panthers are plus three in the take give this season. The Vikings minus five. Handoff Dalvin goes right up the middle from the 25. He's hit at the 26. Falls outside. Ball was ripped away. And Chin is in the end zone again. Yeah, Dalvin's slow to get up. And Jeremy Chin is celebrating with his second touchdown of the game. This rookie has run... Carolina do a 20 to 10 lead. Forget that. Pete's right. Dalvin Cook got smacked and he's on his knees. Dalvin would be okay. He'd leave for for two uh two possessions, come back. Uh 18 carries, 61 yards for Dalvin Cook. But the the turnover fest for the Vikings wasn't over quite yet. 
Here's the, the big one everyone was talking about late in the fourth quarter. The rookie Charlton, big punt, end over end, BB, fair catch, and no, he bobbled it, he muffed it, and the Carolina Panthers recovered it at the eight. Are you? The, the Minnesota Vikings deserve to lose this game. End of story. Can't have that happen. My God. <laughs> A little frustration from, from PA. You have to you have to appreciate the honesty from Paul Allen. You don't get that from many play-by-play guys. But in the end, it was redemption for Chad Beebe. This, it, it's just improbable to, to be able to pull this thing off and to even be in this position in the first place. So let's capitalize on it. I'd love to see Beebe be the guy to catch this touchdown. Two receivers left and right. Cousins, back to pass. Fires to the end zone! Yes! Touchdown Vikings! Chad Beebe! Well done! Your first National Football League touchdown has made everybody forget about the muff, and it's tied the game at 27. Chad Beebe! The thing people aren't talking about with that play is Kirk Cousins once again leading a game-winning drive. Did the same thing against Dallas last week. The defense let him down. But again, it's Captain Kirk, and the Vikings hold on to win with that Joey Sly missed field goal. Other thing everyone's talking about is also uh, Adam Thielen. Not playing yesterday. He's on the COVID-19 reserve list. He was watching the game at home. And this was Adam when Chad Beebe caught that touchdown. Yes! 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 Come on! Come on! Let's go! Let's go! That's a big time play! That's the ultimate teammate right there. Even though he's not at the game, still watching. And and Adam, don't forget, uh, before he was a Vikings player, a huge Vikings fan. And so getting to enjoy uh, the fan side of things again, rooting his guys on from home. Vikings win 28 to 27. Teddy Bridgewater talks about uh, his return to Minnesota yesterday. I was just here to play a football game and try to win a football game. Obviously, we came up short, but, you know, hopefully uh, if he uses by, get a little time and just come back and get on the run for the next four games. Panthers fall to four and eight with the Las Vikings. They improved to five and six with the win and are one game back from sixth seeded Arizona, who lost to the Patriots on Sunday afternoon. Minnesota looks to gain more ground next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two. More NFL scores to get to. Pat Mahomes throws for 462 yards and three touchdowns as the Chiefs beat Tampa Bay 27 to 24 in Tampa. Tom Brady throws for three touchdowns and two picks for the Bucks who fell uh, behind 17-0 in the first quarter. Kansas City, 10-1, six straight wins. Tampa Bay is 7-5. The Tennessee Titans back on top of the AFC South. Derrick Henry running for 178 yards and three touchdowns as the Titans crush the Colts 45-26 in Indianapolis. Ryan Tannehill throws for 221 yards and a touchdown for the 8-3 Titans. Indianapolis falls to 7-4. Kind of the the weird garbage game yesterday. The Saints and the Denver Broncos. On Saturday morning, each and every one of the Denver Broncos quarterbacks ruled out due to a COVID-19 exposure. So the Broncos do not have a quarterback on their roster. Royce Freeman, running back, former uh, Oregon Duck, the emergency quarterback. But instead... The Broncos promote practice squad receiver Kendall Hinton to step in. He played some quarterback in college. He's actually thrown a touchdown pass more recently than Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints heading into yesterday's game. And uh, did about as well as 
as we thought. One of nine passing for 13 yards and two interceptions as the Saints stopped the Broncos 31-3. to It's now 10 straight losses for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're looking for a new general manager. They fired GM David Caldwell following Sunday's 27-25 loss to the Cleveland Browns, leaving the team 1-10. Caldwell has been in that role since 2013. Trent Baalke going to take over on an interim basis. The Detroit Lions also in the market for a new head coach and general manager. They fired head coach Matt Patricia and GM Bob Quinn over the weekend. There was much rejoicing in Detroit when they did so. I've got a whole bunch of uh, Detroit Lions friends. Not sure why they picked that team, but you know what? We shouldn't talk. We're Vikings fans. Uh, Patricia, 13-29-1 record since taking over as Lions coach in 2018. Lions have 31-43-1 record in Quinn's tenure as general manager. Offensive coordinator Darrell Bevel. Former Viking coach, going to serve as the team's interim head coach. Lions play this upcoming Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Speaking of those Bears, uh, they stink at, at football. They lose to Green Bay last night, 41-25. to Other scores, Atlanta 43, Las Vegas 6. How bad was were the Raiders yesterday? They benched Derek Carr in favor of Nathan Peterman, a longtime friend of the KDLM Sports Rap, Nathan Peterman. Getting some action yesterday. Dolphins over the Jets, 20-3. to The Dolphins remain uh, winless. Not the Dolphins, the Jets remain winless. They fall to 0-11. Buffalo Bills over the LA Chargers, 27-17. to Giants, they lose quarterback Daniel Jones to a hamstring injury. They still beat the Bengals, 19-17. Niners hang on to beat the Rams, 23-20. And like I mentioned before, Sunday Night Football last night. Green Bay, 41. Chicago, 25. Second half of the sports ramp, we're calling Grimmer, Mike Grimm, the voice of the Golden Gopher football team and the men's basketball team down at the University of Minnesota. We'll talk to Grimm about uh, some reaction and expectations from uh, last weekend's uh, no contest against the Badgers. Number, well, formerly number eight Northwestern on the schedule this Saturday. They lose to Michigan State for their first loss of the season. And we'll talk some gopher hoops and some very exciting playmakers on this team, uh, including one Marcus Carr, who's who's good for, for 30 any night. But who's the supporting cast going to be? What's the depth look like once we hit this Big Ten schedule? Talking to Gribber next on The Wrap. I'm Chris Rose with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. In a matchup of Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, it was Tyree Hill that stole the show with 269 yards and three TD catches. Brady matched Mahomes with three scores of his own, but Tom's two picks helped doom the Bucks in a 27-24 loss to the Chiefs. The Raiders could only manage a pair of field goals in a 43-6 loss to the Falcons. Derrick Henry got started early with three scores in the first half against the Colts. Henry finished with 178 yards on the ground as Tennessee cruise to a 45-26 win. Denver's rookie wideout, Kendall Hinton, was elevated to quarterback to face the Saints. He completed just one pass in a 31-3 loss to New Orleans. The Vikings spoiled Teddy Bridgewater's homecoming by dropping the Panthers 28-27. The shorthanded Niners upset the Rams in L.A. 23-20, and the Jets fell to 0-11 after losing to the Dolphins 20-3. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota basketball after this. It can happen fast. The game changes and you need a new strategy. It's like your original insurance policy. It worked fine at the start, but now that you've bought a home, added a car, or expanded your business, you can't keep running the same old play. 
You need Western National Insurance for coverage that fits your growing needs. Western National, Minnesota's source for great-fitting auto, home, and business protection since 1901. Ask your independent agent today for Western National and go Gophers. Get that great fit feeling, Western National Insurance. The University of Minnesota men's basketball team is 2-0 after Friday's 88-73 win over Loyola Marymount at Williams Arena. The same two teams will play tonight at the barn at 7. Golden Gopher Jr. Booth Gotch of Austin, Minnesota, scored 17 points, had six rebounds, six assists, and three steals in Friday's win. And he's glad to be back in his home state. Man, it feels really good, you know, being back home in Minnesota, you know, being a Gopher, transferring in from, you know, University of Utah. Uh, you know, it was a change for me at first, you know, coming to, you know, a different university, uh, you know, different schemes and different offices and different uh, things like that. So for me, you know, I, you know, I feel really good right now. You know, I'm in a good spot. Yeah, take us through the, uh, the what the summer was like and the decision process and waiting on the waiver. And start us from the start when you, uh, you know, decided, hey, I think I want to go back home. And right up until the point you, you uh, got word that, yeah, that the transfer was approved. Yeah, you know, when I first put my name in the transfer part, you know, I had a lot of schools hit me up and things like that. So, you know, over time, you know, you just got to look at those schools to see what's going to be done. You know, best fit for you and the right place for you to be. And for me, you know, best thing for me was coming back home, you know, during the pandemic, you know, have some family health things going on and, you know, just wanted to be closer to my family, you know, not being able to see them, you know, in the span of, you know, around, I want to say like four years, you know, a few times and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, I didn't really have the chance to see them a lot. So, you know, being back home now, I, I get that chance to, you know, see them. That's Booth Gotch, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Thirteen forty, Katie Lem, the station you can count on. Welcome back to the Katie Lem Sports Wrap on a Monday morning. Joined on the phone by the voice of Golden Gopher football and men's basketball, it's Mike Grimm joining us from the Twin Cities. Good morning, Mike. Hey there, Zeke. How's it going? It's going well. How's your uh, Thanksgiving? A little bit different than you probably planned it being, huh? Yeah, I was planning, uh, of course, the trip to uh, the weekend, at least the holiday weekend portion, to Madison, Wisconsin, and looking forward to hopefully uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin and football. But unfortunately, the COVID bug has apparently bitten the uh, Gopher football program, and so no game. Uh, It did allow me uh, a chance to do the basketball game that night, which was not on my schedule, and Mm -hmm. that was fine, and Gophers knocked off Loyola Marymount in, um, in Williams Arena, but um, certainly would have rather been doing football uh, in that case with uh, the, the Paul Bunyan's axe on the line, but it, it just was not to be. Yeah, let's talk about the COVID and uh, the way that it's hit the Gopher football team. Like you mentioned, no game against Wisconsin on Saturday. The first time since like 1906 that these two teams hadn't played. It was the longest streak in college football history. Last I saw 40 positive cases on the, the Gopher football team between players and coaches and uh, and other people assisting that program. What's the latest on uh, not just the COVID numbers on the football team, but also looking ahead to this Saturday against eighth-ranked Northwestern? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I, I would, if you know, I, I don't. I'm not too optimistic that Saturday will happen. But I, I thought maybe they could get back into it because I know they're uh, assuming that the testing goes right. There should be a small number of players coming off of. I mean, there technically is no list, but coming off of the sit-out period of 21 days, there should be a couple, two or three players coming off that list this week. So my hope was that, hey, maybe that will be enough to, to, to push the Gophers to say, let's play that game with Northwestern. Uh, and then Saturday came the news release that, no, that's not the case. Uh, not, not necessarily that, 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 that I mean, those players still will be coming off, but they've added 
um, 15 more cases or something like that, mm-hmm. 20 maybe. Um, now, as you mentioned, only about half are players. So you're talking about 20 players, um, you know, in the last two weeks that have tested positive. That goes along with, you know, a handful that tested positive before that. Um, some of those guys are coming back, and technically the, the, the Gophers still are not at the threshold required by the Big Ten to, to cancel games. And at this point, it should be pointed out, none of the games canceled in the Big Ten, none of the teams have hit the threshold. The threshold, when you first hear about it, it's 5% uh, of, of players and 7.5% of everybody, and everyone thinks, well, that you know, that's a 100-player team. That's only five players, but that's not the case. It's a, it's a seven-day rolling average. It's, it's somewhat complicated, but it actually takes a lot of players to hit that threshold. The Gophers have not hit it. That said, they have enough uh, people uh, absent, um, enough coaches absent. They just felt, uh, as Wisconsin, Maryland, and Ohio State have also done here in the Big Ten, that it just wasn't um, it wasn't healthy or safe to, to, to continue. And they have literally paused the program. No practices last week, no team activities. Um, I think they were having some virtual meetings and such, but they certainly weren't getting together. They're just trying to, uh, to, to, to put a, you know, get a grip on this thing. Um, and I think the hope was if they got a grip on it last week, they could play this Northwestern game. But I think as of right now, uh, again, no announcement. I have no inside knowledge, but, uh, you know, if I, I don't bet, but if I were a betting man, I would say that, um, that this game this weekend is not looking real promising. Yeah, the, the COVID bug has hit Minnesota football. Uh, Adam Thielen watched the game from home, uh, the the Vikings game. Uh, we, we all, we're all pretty familiar on, on the testing that goes on the NFL. If a, if a player tests positive, they have to have three or four negative tests until they're allowed back in team facilities. Is that the same uh, for uh, the, the, the college level at the NCAA level, or what's the protocol to get these kids and coaches back into the facilities? Yeah, so so the Big Ten rule is if you test positive, you're 14 days in isolation. You cannot be around the team for 14 days. And then you have seven days um, that you can start practicing but not playing a game. And at that, during those seven days, you have to take a bunch of cardio tests, a bunch of heart tests to make sure that uh, the myocarditis thing is not set in. Uh, and that's a way um, to, to, to make sure. And two, if you do have the myocarditis, then that 21 days would obviously uh, would not apply and you would just have to get heart treatment and make sure that everything is healthy there mm-hmm. and be cleared by doctors at whatever point it was that you could play. Um, it's my understanding so far in the Big Ten that no one has run into the myocarditis situation, which is good news. Um, but, again, there's a bunch of gopher guys that are just now hitting or soon to be hitting that 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 third week, meaning that's when the heart test and stuff will start. But um, it's 14 days of isolation. Uh, not You know, you cannot test out of it. You can't, you know, if, if you and I are football players and, and uh, you keep testing negative, you get to keep playing. If I test positive, um, I'm out. Uh, I'm out for 14 days and where I can't even come and hang out with you guys. And then uh, another seven days where I'm around the team, but can't, uh, cannot play and have to undergo a heart test. So um, it's a little different certainly than, uh, than the NFL where, you know, if you, I, I do think there's some isolation, but then I also think once you start testing, if you get what you like, what you said, three or four straight days of negatives, you're, you're, you're good to come back. So it is a little bit different, um, but the big 10 wanted to play it extremely safe with the player safety. The game against Purdue, uh, the last time that we're going to see Rashad Bateman in a gopher uniform, he decided to forego his eligibility for the rest of the season to focus on the NFL draft. Uh, Rashad easily going to be a first-rounder. just depends on how high he can go. 
Mike, you've spent a lot of time with Rashad, uh, both with, with GopherSports.com. I remember a very good interview you did with him over the spring during the George Floyd situation on social dust justice yeah. reform. Rashad, not only a force on the field, but this guy is 100% class off the field as well. Some NFL team going to get not just a great player, but arguably an even better person with Rashad Bateman. Yeah, for sure. I, I've really enjoyed, one, obviously we've all enjoyed watching him play and mm-hmm. the skill set that he brought and, and the elevation of the program. Um, and, and he kind of validated a, a little bit of what the program was about. If you remember Georgia, his home state team, coming off of a national semifinals appearance, made a late offer and he stayed with his commitment because he believed in what P.J. Fleck was doing and, and, and uh, believed in, in honoring commitments. And as it turned out, um, it's worked out well for him. I mean, he, he's he's been really good for this program. And you could tell right away, I've, I've told this story before, that uh, his first practice his freshman year, um, I remember walking in and they were working on red zone as they're off to do uh, to start practice. And so I'm looking, I'm like, okay, 13, that's Bateman. We've heard about him. PJ said that he might be, you know, a starter from day one. Let's watch. And the very first play I see, he kind of is running a route across the back end line. The throw from, I think it was Zach Annex did who threw it. The throw was behind him. And he just kind of effortlessly jumped, pirouetted, caught it, landed um, like it was nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> there hasn't been a gopher receiver that one made that catch in the last, you know, five or six years, no knock on any mm-hmm. other gopher receiver, but two, none have made it look like it was nothing like, like, like that's a drop for everybody. And he just went out and stabbed it. Like it was nothing. I'm like, yeah, this kid might start from day one, but uh, he's meant a lot to the program. I, I don't blame him for, for opting out the second time. I didn't blame him for opting out the first time. Right. Certainly I was excited that he came back. Um, but at this time, you know, people, you know, there, there are so many negative people out there. I see it's just like, do people really have to comment? But, you know, people on social media and what have you say, you know, he's quitting on his team and all this stuff. Well, look, times are different. I mean, look, the team's out of contention for a Big Ten championship. That's what he came back for. To, he and his teammates wanted to win that. They can't. Um, so I understand it. And he's got a lot at risk here, um, you know. And I, I put myself in the shoes of that's my kid. Um, I'm probably, as much as I love the Gophers and as much as I believe in team and as much as I uh, believe in the row the boat uh, mantra, um, I, I'm probably saying, look, it's, it's best to get back into pro workouts, uh, work on your 40-yard dash. Uh, the 40-yard dash alone could make you, you know, several million dollars because you've proven on film what you've got. And Coach P.J. Fleck totally understood. I mean, he's, he's behind him. He's a Fleck guy, and Fleck loves him, and um, he understands what's going on. So I, I don't have any issue with it. I, I think it's, it, it's it, for him, the smart business decision, and it will stink not being able to watch him play again. And especially, remember, he made that decision after the Wisconsin game was canceled, mm-hmm. and he probably had in his mind, look, there's probably two games at least. That leaves only two games left. Um, I'm just going to move on, and, um, and away he went. Switching gears to, to hoops now, the Gopher men's basketball team 2-0 and wins over Green Bay and Loyola Marymount last week. Green Bay was a breeze. Uh, Loyola made the Gophers sweat a little bit before Marcus, Har- before Marcus Carr stepped up, led the Gophers to a huge uh, second half, tied a career-high 35 against Green Bay. A lot of talent on this Gopher roster this season. Gabe Kelscher back for his junior season. The improbable Eric Curry, also a team captain. Uh, watching the first two Gopher games, who are some of the guys that have stood out to you on this roster? Yeah, I like the roster. It's it's definitely deeper. Richard Pitino will have options every night. Uh, foul trouble has hindered the Gophers already in the first two games and had the starting center and the starting three-man 
as has happened the first two games, gotten in foul trouble. Last year, we would have uh, really seen some, uh, you know, a lineup that just was not probably ready for prime time, and that's not the case this year. They've, they, they have enough depth that they're putting guys in that can play um, and can be competitive and uh, a bunch of line combinations. So I think that's, you know, you got to be optimistic about that. I thought Loyola Marymount would give Minnesota a good game and just researching for that, for that uh, broadcast. This is a, a Lions team that two years ago went 22 and 11 and made the CBI semifinals. And then three players from that team were injured last year. The coach got fired. They won only 11 games. Those three guys are all back and their top two players also back. And, um, and really I said, three guys were injured, two were injured. One, one just took the season off. And so all those guys are back now from a 22-win team. That's a team that is not going to win the West Coast Conference. That, of course, is going to be Gonzaga. But that's a team that's going to win some games out there. So these will be, um, assuming they can win again tonight, I, you know, and I wouldn't put that just in a, in a gimme category, especially after the way that uh, the Lions finished the game the other night. They've got to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see a, a nice game. And I think Minnesota needs that. They need a good test. And so – um, uh, to answer your question, that was kind of setting as the backdrop. Uh, you know, Booth Gotch from Austin, Minnesota, the transfer from Utah, had 17.6 rebounds, six assists, three steals the other night in that win on Saturday. Um, he's a stat sheet filler. Um, he's a three that can also play the two. He can bring the ball up the court in a rebound situation. So very versatile, long, good defender. Um, Liam Robbins is another transfer from Drake. He's been plagued by foul issues, but yet has nearly turned in double-doubles in both games. So, you know, the, the, those, those are two guys certainly to keep an eye on. Another transfer is Brandon Johnson, who had his best game of the two on Saturday as well. And at some point he may get into the starting lineup. I would think right now Eric Curry is the starter. And Brandon Johnson had an ankle injury in the preseason drills, so I think that's probably why he's not in there right now. But I, I, I would guess you'll see Curry likely switch to a bench role at some point here over the next uh, few weeks. And with that Wisconsin – I'm sorry, the Illinois and Wisconsin – and Iowa and Michigan State games all lingering. Those are the first four Big Ten games. Um, I would think that Patino's going to, uh, you know, try to hone in on what his starting lineup and rotation will look like here in the next couple of games. Busy week for Gover Sports on the radio this week. Loyola again tonight. Uh, you've got the Gopher women's basketball team tipping off their season Wednesday against Eastern Illinois. Back-to-back games for the men's hockey team against Michigan State. And then a fun one for the men's basketball team on Friday night, especially for us Gophers fans out here in western Minnesota, kind of on the fringe yeah. of Bison and Fighting Hawk territory. UND heading to the barn this Friday night. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be fun Friday night. And, and let's not forget, North Dakota State um, was supposed to be the opponent tonight. That's right. Uh, for Minnesota. And then the governor, uh, the governor's office said no multi-team event. This was supposed to be a three-team tournament with Loyola, Marymount, North Dakota State, and Minnesota. Loyola and North Dakota State were supposed to play yesterday, and then North Dakota State and Minnesota tonight. But the governor said no dice on the uh, multi-team tournament. You only can have one. And so uh, North Dakota State, unfortunately, was left scrambling, and um, and Minnesota ended up playing the Lions twice. But, yeah, North Dakota coming in on Friday, that's always a fun one. There's usually a couple of Minnesota kids, and I know – um, you know, the folks in the Detroit Lakes area certainly uh, enjoy those kind of games with the, with the uh, crossover interest, that's for sure. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Uh, appreciate the time as always. Go Gophers, and hopefully uh, we'll hear you a couple times on the radio this week. We will have the, the Loyal game on KDLM tonight. Uh, we'll have UND on Friday, and hopefully Gophers versus Northwestern on Saturday. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I sure hope so. Thanks, Zeke. Can't wait. It's finger licking good. So we talk.
dude. All right. Thanks again to Mike Grimm for joining us today. If you missed it in the interview, you can go back and listen to it momentarily on our podcast page on demand at kdlmradio.com. You can also subscribe to the KDLM Sports Wrap wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. That's iTunes or Spotify. Subscribe and get notified whenever new episodes are uploaded. Come up in the broadcast schedule tonight. We have Gopher Hockey Weekly with Bob Moscow at 6 o'clock tonight, followed by Monday Night Football, Seahawks and Eagles, a game that's kind of meaningless for, for Vikings fans. Seattle uh, above the Vikings in the playoff race. Eagles still in contention at 3, what, 3-6-1, three, 3-7-1, and one, three, seven, one, the Eagles still in contention for the, uh, the NFC East crown. And fantasy implications, for me, I've got three guys going tonight, and I'm down by 20 points. Chris Carson, Seattle defense. Then tomorrow night, I've got a uh, kicker for, for Baltimore, Justin Tucker, because there is Tuesday night football tomorrow night. It was the, uh, the the Steelers and Ravens game that was supposed to be the nightcap on Thursday night football for Thanksgiving. It was postponed due to COVID. That game is being played tomorrow night. Steelers versus Ravens Tuesday night football. Gophers versus Loyola tonight as well. Lots to, to get to, lots to talk about tomorrow morning as we recap some, some Gopher basketball and the last couple games of the Week 12 NFL schedule. That's a wrap for the Sports Wrap. We're back tomorrow, 9.30 on the station. You can count on KDLM, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. We'll get a quick break with CBS News. Let's start the classic hits on KDLM.